Welcome to the AI Events Podcast, your front row seat to exciting scholarly debates on pressing national issues. With new episodes every week, never miss out on the conversation and stay up to date on topics important to you. To hear more, check out our other channels related to education, domestic policy, and international issues. Good afternoon, Mr. Prime Minister. We're delighted that you're with us today. Thank you to all of you for coming. Prime Minister Radas holds degrees in economics and business management from the University of Technology at Tallinn and a law degree from the law faculty of uh, the University of Tartu. His career is absolutely spectacular. He, he was elected mayor of Tallinn at the age of 27. Two years later, 29, he was elected to the parliament of Estonia on the ticket of his center party and re-elected every four years. And then at the age of 38 in 2016, he became, he was elected by the parliament to be the prime minister of Estonia. Mr. Prime Minister, welcome and thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, at first, allow me to congratulate you on a great win over Houston yesterday. I'm truly honored to be here today at the American Enterprise Institute, a proud and honorable institution which erased history. The Institute mission has always been to advance ideas rooted in democracy, free enterprise, American strength, and global leadership. My country, my country Estonia, shares the same values as the American Enterprise Institute in building a free and safe world. For us to succeed in this mission, we need to strengthen transatlantic relations because it is the best guarantee for the success of Europe. It is also the best guarantee for the success of the United States and for the values we both share. We, the Estonians, know the principle of freedom very well. 75 years ago, in 1944, many Estonians, many Latvians, and many Lithuanians fled the Red Terror with no idea whether they could return or see their homeland ever again. The others that remained had to live under the Soviet occupation for almost half of century. Many of Estonians found their new home here in the United States. With an opportunity to rebuild their lives and have a future in freedom, the U.S. was also a place to keep alive the desire of a free and democratic Estonia. Their endless appeals to remind the world about the unfair fate of the Baltic states and efforts to maintain close contacts with occupied Estonia gave courage and hope also for those who stayed behind. This transatlantic link between the two Estonian communities 
was in, important in restoring Estonian place among the free nations of the world. Indeed, the importance of a strong transatlantic relationship is demonstrated by many aspects of our history. Only when we stand together, we can have peace, we can have security, and of course, prosperity. And at times when we have failed to stand together, disasters happen. Not just for those who are small, like Estonia, when the democratic West has failed to stand and act together, all have suffered, both big and small. This, dear friends, in the well-known story of the 20th century, a story that we in Estonia experienced in its full brutality. The 20th century witnessed two kinds of response from the Western countries. One that was not united and failed in its actions. And then after the Second World War, the United West, that made peace between European nations to norm, faced down the Soviet treat and allowed unseen freedoms and prosperity to develop not just on the European side of the ocean, but here in the North America as well. Today the world is becoming more dangerous again. Opposition to democracy, free market economy, human rights and the rule of law is growing all around the globe. globe. International terrorism, hybrid attacks against our societies and cyber treats are just some of the examples of the new dangers we are facing. This respect for international law with this destabilizing activities and aggressive military behavior has become the norm. A new era of great power competition is coming and it will raise stakes for all. Just like in the past, there are fundamental challenges require collective, practical responses. No one can secure themselves alone. No one can succeed alone. We, like-minded nations, have to work together. Honorable ladies and gentlemen, our transatlantic relationship is based on shared values. And it has been built over decades strong institutions. The success of the transatlantic relationship is dependent upon a successful NATO, but it is also dependent upon a strong and successful Europe, a goal that is only achievable through a strong and successful European Union. Ladies and gentlemen, the importance of NATO is self-evident. This alliance is the cornerstone of our shared security, the provider of collective defense and a vital forum for coordinating security policy. NATO is built on American leadership, and I am glad to see real progress over the past few years. We have brought collective defense back 
to the center of NATO's attention, we have taken steps to increase the readiness of our militaries. We established a light military presence in our region, backed by clear increase in American presence in Europe. And yes, after the years of downsizing, we have no turn to goner and are increasing our spending on collective defense. As a NATO's heads of state and government gathered in London in December this year, there is more than enough reasons to celebrate the 17th anniversary of NATO. And yet, this is no reason for stopping. Security is not done, and history has not ended. We join our American friends' calling for all allies to increase their spending to the agreed minimum level of 2% of GDP. Let me be very clear. The American leadership is vital for the defense of Europe and also in my region. But a strong and successful Europe is equally critical for the security and prosperity of the United States. This is why we need the European Union and why we must strengthen the relations between the EU and the United States. Estonia is one of the most firm believers of transatlantic relations in the world and we are among the most pro-EU nations at the same time. One can be pro-NATO, pro-America, and pro-European at once. To the opposite, a strong European Union is a fundamental pillar of transatlantic relations just like NATO is. Today, the benefits of the EU are wider. The European Union is the basis for our prosperity, stability, and also way of life, the freedom to travel, to study and work freely all across our great continent. The European Union does not take away our sovereignty, but enhances it. As the EU is looking ways to bring the member states together on security and defense issues, we see great opportunity for building up European capabilities and enhancing EU-NATO cooperation the transatlantic alliance can only benefit if Europe's role is stronger within it. During the Estonian presidency in the EU 2017, we invited the permanent structure cooperation PESCO and the European Defence Fund. There have been corners that defence initiatives within the EU could weaken the transatlantic link, and duplicate NATO structures. Let me be clear, European defence cooperation can only take place in ways that complements NATO and fosters a stronger transatlantic relationship. That is why we see the need to open up EU defence initiatives for non-EU allies like the United States. Those common projects inside the EU-NATO framework help us improve our capabilities 
and strengthened the transatlantic link. Honorable ladies and gentlemen, you may now ask yourselves why I do speak so much about the importance of Western unity. Yes, Estonia is dependent and a successful and united West. But there is more. We are so focused on Western success, not just because we are dependent upon it, but because we are and have always been the West. For the past 15 years, Estonia has been a member of NATO and at the same time the member of the European Union. However, the history of our stage goes back to 1918. And we have been European nation way before that. Estonians' independence in 1918 did not mark the birth of new nation, but the gaining of modern statehood for an old one. A nation whose history is one with European history. A nation who has always been Europe and the West. And a nation that, just like all other European nations, has had to learn the lessons of history the hard way. The lesson that is a dangerous world. Being alone is not a good idea that united we stand, divided we wall. This is why modern Estonia has always stood for United West. A United West that includes all of Europe. A United West that works together on our common security and on our shared prosperity. Estonia, Estonians often have a reputation of northern people who don't like fake smiles or empty words. That is true. We are practical people and always prefer hard work to small talk. In this spirit, I would like to highlight concrete examples that can play a, an important role in further uniting the West, strengthening Europe and enhancing transatlantic relations. Take the Three Seas Initiative, a format of regional cooperation created in 2016 and bringing together 12 European countries located between the Baltic, Adriatic and the Black Sea. It was born out of a practical need to improve connectivity and economic cooperation on the south-north axis of Europe. The Three Seas Initiatives aims at building major infrastructure connections and thereby diversifying energy sources with the goal of building a more connected Europe. The U.S. has strongly supported the aims of Three Seas Initiative from the very, very beginning. The transatlantic link and the readiness of the U.S. to contribute to the initiative's goals is something we must build on. We must take full advantage of this new opportunity in our transatlantic relations. The partnership with the EU United States is drawing investments and business interests on the Three Seas region, but also in building up our regional energy security is a, of vital importance. Estonia will host the fifth Three Seas Initiative Summit next year and also the Business Forum in June 2020.
And we are working together with our regional partners, the United States and the business sector to ensure that the initiative succeeds and leads to practical projects that improves infrastructure and connectivity in Europe. Ladies and gentlemen, Estonia may be a small nation, but when it comes to fundamental issues of Western security, we try to punch above our weight. For years we have invested more than 2% of GDP on defense. Our soldiers operate in Iraq, Afghanistan, in Mali and elsewhere. Elsewhere we deploy. We do so with the principles of in together, out together in mind. As the words first truly digital state, where the majority of Interactions between citizens and the government take place online. Where we do our taxis in three minutes online. Where we even vote online. We have also been outspoken in, all, in our calls for more cooperation in the emerging but already prominent cyber domain. And starting next year we will for two years become a non-permanent member of the United Nations Security Council, where we will work closely with the United States to contribute to international security, democracy, rule of law, respect for human rights, and the protection and equal treatment of all people. As a nation that has experienced the effects of major political motivated cyber attacks. We will also use our two years at the Security Council to raise global awareness of cyber issues, especially highlighting the importance of reasonable state behavior in cyberspace and the principles that international law applies to cyberspace just like it applies to any other space around us. Dear friends, our strong transatlantic relationship has brought us peace, security, stability and prosper prosperity at levels which have never been known in human history. It has always us to further democracy and the rule of law. We are not only the closest allies on security, but also the closest partners in trade. The achievements of this relationship are great and potential for more even greater. Allow me to assure you that as a member of the European Union, a NATO ally, and for the next two years an elected member of the United Nations Security Council, Estonia will work to make transatlantic relations even stronger every day. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Prime Minister. In keeping with uh, the Estonian national tradition, of which you reminded us, we'll, I'll try to refrain from small talk. And we will plunge right into something that captured my attention recently. Your uh, president, Ersti Kanyulait, traveled for a working visit earlier this year to Moscow. And I would like to quote to you one of the comments by the Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov. 
in my translation. Uh, Russia has never posed danger to its neighbors, and it's not a threat to anyone today. This is not exactly the universally shared view of Russian history or Russian past. Vladimir Putin famously said that not only uh, Russia could take Kiev in, in, in two days, it, it can also do so with Riga, Vilnius, and Tallinn. And almost as, as uh, famously, uh, the former commander of Estonian Defense Forces, Riho Teres, said, if somebody without any military insignia commits terrorist attacks in your country, you should shoot him. You should not allow them to enter. So, uh, by the way, you also, um, Estonia has had a, a dubious honor of being on the receiving end of um, what's considered the world's uh, first instance of cyber warfare, and that's, of course, in connection with the Bronze Soldier episode in um, April of 2007, where hackers, almost certainly from your big neighbor to the east, incapacitated the government institutions, financial institutions, and a number of other vital objects. In light of all of this, what, what is the current thinking of your government? Thank you for the question. If I could, then I must put some years. 2008 and Georgia. 2014 and Ukraine. A year ago, or a little bit more, Skripal, the first chemical weapon after the Second World War. Last, your president elections here in the United States. We could see that uh, you asked the threat or the not threat, of course. We could see very clearly how Russia reacts or how Russia behaves. And that is why I said so many times during my speech that how important is actually the Western unity. To be united in EU, to be united in NATO, and also to be very close partners between the EU and NATO and have strong transatlantic relations between the United States. I think that is the cornerstone, actually, our security in Europe, but also in the world. Now, about these cyber attacks. That's true that 12 years ago, 2007, in spring, we had the first, this kind of huge cyber attack in Estonia, which came from Russian side. Now, our preparations are much more stronger, our know-how much more stronger. My colleagues, they said, actually, that in Estonia, we have every second, not every hour, but every second one cyber attack attempt. But, of, like I said before, we are much stronger today, much more preparations, and what you mentioned, more than 20 countries, they are together in Tallinn, in Estonia, under the NATO Cyber Security Center of Excellence. And it shows, I think, that uh, how important it is to keep our, our cooperation, our unity, and if we could share this information, if we, if we could be the good allies in the world, then it is the most important and best way to be against these threats and also the terror attacks. Prime Minister, 
almost every fourth person in Estonia is of ethnic Russian origin, and about 30% at least are Russian speakers. Now, the saying goes that, that you know, Narva is closer to St. Petersburg than, than to Tallinn. I was in Narva this summer, and one of the things that came up all the time is the concern that your party, the Center Party of Estonia, which traditionally had been uh, quite sensitive to ethnic Russians in Estonia, after the election, I believe in May of this year, allied itself with the Conservative People's Party of Estonia, known by the acronym ECRE. Um, and the perception, and, and I'm looking forward to your comment on that, the perception was that ECRE was a party of European skeptics, nationalists, and not particularly friendly to immigrants of any kind. What explains your decision to, to form a coalition with that party after the election? And how, in general, maybe you could then talk a little bit more about the situation with the Russian minority in Estonia? Thank you. First, Narva, city of Narva. Nice, beautiful Estonian city. Not Russian Federation city, Estonian city. As you mentioned, very right way, the border, border town. Of course, also that's true that, let's say, 96 or 7 percentage of the citizens, the mother tongue is Russian language. But I am 100% sure that majority of them, they would like to live in Estonia, democratic, independent Estonia. And that is very good. If we are comparing the life standards between the different parts, then we could see that Estonia is much more stronger and better situation than, than Russia. Actually, this city of Narva is also the border city between the NATO and Russian Federation and also the European Union and mm -hmm. Russia. Now, the question about this 20... Yep. Six or seven percentage of our population, the mother tongue is Russian language. That's that's also true, but I I could say that the, the situation in Estonia is very stable, very good. I could say very friendly. If we are talking the relations people to people, I couldn't see any this kind of threat. Of course, we have challenges. That's true, but uh, they are very strongly believe our country. For example, if I take the last uh, three years, uh, this kind of analysis, we have this kind of analysis, what is the percentage of our population they are supporting, for example, EU to NATO, and there are two categories, Estonian-speaking and Russian-speaking, and uh, which is very, very positive that we, we could see that last three years, this Russian-speaking minority, actually they are increasing the support to NATO and the EU. I think more than 10%, for example, to NATO. And uh, that is, shows always how, also how important is the unity inside. Is it, is it a, 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 um, something that, that you'll be working on or, or your, your overall satisfied with, with the level of NATO presence in, on the eastern flank. Thank you. If I could say only one sentence about the Ukraine. I think it is so important that the Western 
countries, we are very strongly supporting Ukraine. Now they have the new government, new president. They are doing a lot of reforms. It is so important to support 100% their territorial integrity and sovereignty. For example, in EU, we have special policy, Eastern Partnership policy, where is including also the Ukraine. Estonia has been always very close for the Ukraine and supporting Ukraine and their people. About your question, it is uh, the situation is now after the Warsaw NATO summit. And we are talking the enhanced forward presence, that's true, for different countries, including Estonia and our framework nation is United Kingdom. I'm very appreciate on behalf of all these four countries that United States, your great country, is the framework nation in Poland. And your soldiers, they are in Poland. Boots on the ground. It's so important to see your flag in our region. The answer, I think all these four national military are much more stronger today. For example, Estonia is very active, not only in Estonia to do different exercises and lessons, but also outside of Estonia. I just was two weeks ago in Afghanistan, where we are in since 2003 with 39 different countries. Estonian soldiers are today also in Mali and in Iraq. And if we take this, um, the beginning of 2000s, that is quite hard for our nation. Nine our soldiers, they killed. And it is so important, I think, to show our unity that our soldiers, they, ha- they are shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with your soldiers. About Estonia, are we satisfying? I think we, we haven't only the enhanced forward presence. We have also the air policing in Shaulai, in Lithuania, and in Amari, in, in Estonia. I think they, they both are very important. And if I am just thinking about the NATO, then my first emotion is that the NATO is organization with 29, hopefully 30 countries in the end of this year, who keeps peace in the world. And that is the most important. And of course, we are feeling secure. We are feeling stable. We are doing different exercises with our partners and allies. For example, last summer in June, in July, one exercise which lead by United Kingdom, one was lead by United States. That's much more better situation than seven or six years ago. Thanks for listening to the AEI Events Podcast. You can find new episodes each week on your favorite podcast apps. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you next week.